الحمد لله الحمد لله الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونؤمن به ونتوكل عليه ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له من يضلل فلا هادي له ونشهد ان لا اله الا الله ونشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله وصلى الله عليه وسلم تسليما كثيرا كثيرا اما بعد فنعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم وقال الله تعالى في القران الكريم يا ايها الذين امنوا اصبروا وصابروا ورابحوا واتقوا الله لعلكم تفلحون صدق الله العظيم My beloved brothers and sisters, we praise Allah, we thank Allah, we praise, we thank, we lovingly appreciate Allah, and thus we say, Alhamdulillah. Nahmaduhu, we praise, we thank, we lovingly appreciate Him. Wanasta'inuhu, we seek His help. Wanastaghfiruhu, we seek His forgiveness. Wanu'minu bihi, wanatawakalu alayhi. We believe in Him and we trust and rely upon Him. And we seek refuge with Allah from the wrong within ourselves and the wrong actions in our actions. And whomever Allah guides, none can misguide. And whomever Allah lets astray, none can guide. We bear witness that there is no ilah but Allah. There is no master but Allah. We are servants to none but Allah. There is no God but Allah. And we seek from Allah to shower his blessings upon his servant and messenger. Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And many more, and many more. And here we are at the first Friday of the semester. And as you know, I'm going to ask you the same question I ask every single time I stand before you, and that is for you and I to take a look at ourselves and ask ourselves what is changing. What is changing in our hearts? What is changing in our relationships? What is changing in our society? What is changing in our world? In our world, it's the same story day after day, bloodshed in so many corners of the world, including so many Muslim populations of the world, and it is so frequent that it doesn't even make the news anymore, or even when it does make the news, we look at it too often as something to be expected, as opposed to something out of the ordinary. And on that note, take a look at yourself and ask yourself, when you think of the world, what do you see as the default? When you think of all of the seven billion people across the globe, and their experiences in life, as well as your experiences in life, what is the default? Is the default Bloodshed, or is the default peace? And this is your choice, how you want to perceive of it. If you were to base it upon, upon the news, or if you were to base it upon your social media feeds, you would think every single corner of the globe is in non-stop chaos. But what I'm suggesting is, on the one hand, yes, there is definitely bloodshed, And at the very least, you, sh you and I should take it as a reminder that our day of judgments will come just as those day of judgments for those people who've been killed will, are coming now. But on the other hand, still remember that the default of the human experience far and away is still passivity. The default of the human experience far and away is still peace. And the default behavior of people with each other is courtesy and kindness. Which brings us to what is taking place in our society. So a couple days ago was Martin Luther King Day, and 
the head of state of our society made a lot of comments, or has allegedly made a lot of comments, that were overtly racist. And what's fascinating is that as I was a young man growing up in our society, America was in so many places the envy of the world. It was in so many places the place where everyone wanted to move to. And unfortunately, that is changing more and more and more. But one point to think about when we think of the head of state, he is still the head of state for each and every one of us. And I don't mean in the sense of support or lack of support. I'm saying that the prophet, may peace be upon him, is reported to have said that people get the leaders that they deserve. That yes, this person was voted in by 60 million people and not voted in by so many million people, but a person would not be able to get to that platform without getting support along the way. And so think about that when we think about our own condition of our community. One of the points that I've been hammering quite a bit for the past semester is character. And one point that I especially get on all of our cases about is about honesty and integrity in terms of the schoolwork that we do. I mean, it's a known, it's a known in the biology department, it's a known in the chemistry department, it's a known in our science departments, that a few too many people with Muslim names get the old tests and then they cheat. Okay. Now what's fascinating, I've now been teaching here, mashallah, for a decade, what's fascinating is more and more students who've graduated from here, who've gotten accepted into med school, are now getting kicked out because they can't handle it. Okay. People who've gone here, they've passed, they've succeeded, they've, gotten, they've gone through all the hoops and got accepted and started but they had gotten so used to cheating, they did not develop a study ethic. And they couldn't make it in med school. So all that cheating was for naught. So think about that, my beloved brothers and sisters. Try to have integrity in the schoolwork that we do. I'm not accusing any single person in this room, and inshallah none of us in this room are guilty, but I'm sure every one of us knows people who are. And try to push this sentiment of integrity. If you and I as a community do not have integrity to offer the rest of our society, what else do we have to offer except a bunch of promises about salvation? But then bring it closer to home. Once again, here we are at the beginning of a new calendar year. Compare your relationships with your friends, with your family members. What are they like today with what they were like at the beginning of 2017? That is something that you and I definitely control. At least in our relationships, we control 50%. But we are also taught, this is in Surah Al-Fusilat, this is the 41st Surah in the Qur'an, this is around Ayah 31, give or take, where, the, where Allah Ta'ala is telling us that if there's someone with whom you have enmity, do good to them, and then they will become like your intimate friends. So ask yourself, how many people in your world are there with whom you have conflicts? Maybe they're your siblings, maybe they're your extended family members, maybe there are other people on campus. And figure out what you can do to help those relationships. And this is something, you know, often they say in khutbahs, I'm talking to myself first, and here I also have to talk to myself first. There are plenty of people in my world who when I hear of a train running over someone in my mind, I start hoping, oh, I hope it's this person. And that's totally wrong. But the point is I understand the sentiment. When you feel that someone has done you wrong, or when you feel that someone does not deserve any good in this world. And I'll give you another piece to think about. 
This is a story that I've shared before. I'm sure all of you have heard this, where the prophet, may peace be upon him, is telling his companions, okay, do you see this person walking by? He's the person who's going to paradise. And Omar starts following him around to see what he does that's different. And the whole day, he sees nothing different about him. And at the end of the day, Omar is asking him, the prophet, peace be upon him, said something wonderful about you. What do you, what do, you do that's different than all the rest of us? And then he says, I don't know what that is, but perhaps when I go to sleep at night, I ask Allah to forgive everybody with whom I have a conflict. Now, at one level, that's easy as lip service, but let's shift it from a different perspective. Think of people with whom you have conflict right now. Maybe one or two of you are angels and you have no conflict with anyone, mashallah for you, but the rest of the people in this room, I can look at your faces to see how much you're how much this is resonating with you. But think to yourself, are you able not only to pray to Allah to forgive that person, more than that, can you pray to Allah to grant that person the best of this life and the best of the hereafter and protection from the fire? That is something that I consciously do do. So yeah, on the one hand, there's some people for whom I wish nothing but pain on their lives, but still I make it a point that in almost all of my prayers that I ask Allah Ta'ala to give them the best of this life and the best of the hereafter and protection from the fire. Why? Not only because it's virtuous, but it's also therapeutic for me. Because when someone does something wrong to you, you want to see justice happen. When someone does something wrong to you and they seem like they're getting away with it, that affects your own well-being. But if you pray to Allah to grant them the best, then you're not waiting for their doom. And it goes a step further. When you pray to Allah to grant them the best, then implicit in your prayer, of course, is you're asking Allah Ta'ala to give you the best too. Because Allah's wealth is not going to be decreased by giving them magnanimity. So think about this, my beloved brothers and sisters, to make the point even a step further. I was reading some narrations this morning about people standing before Allah on the Day of Judgment. And this one person will stand before Allah on the Day of Judgment who is given tremendous wealth in dunya. And that person will be asked, what did you do? And that person's answer, imagine this. Imagine being on the Day of Judgment. Imagine having been given tons of dunya in this world, tons of wealth in this world, and then having the answer that this person has. So what did you do in dunya? And this person is telling Allah, nothing. What did you do of good? Nothing. I hope that none of us would ever have to give that answer on the Day of Judgment. But the answer is more than that. I did nothing, but I used to give loans to people. And if they couldn't pay it back, I was lenient with them. And in many cases, I would drop the loan. And then what does Allah Ta'ala say? Multiple narrations saying the same thing. That I, Allah Ta'ala is saying, I have greater right to do this than my servants do. And so when this person is overlooking the faults of the people who are in debt to him, Allah Ta'ala is rewarding him by overlooking his faults, sending him to paradise. So what else am I saying, my beloved brothers and sisters? When you and I have enmity against any of our brothers and sisters, we're giving them free rent inside of our heads to keep driving us crazy. And for our own benefit, 
pray for the good for them. But even to take it a step further, when you pray for the good for them, when you can bring yourself, and it's not easy, when you can bring yourself to overlook their faults, then, inshallah, on the day of judgment, Allah Ta'ala will do the same for you and I. So it's win, win, win. But you and I have to take the first step to do that. And I'm telling you, from my own life experience, easier said than done. I was a person 20 years ago, I forgave everybody for everything. No problem. Now, I don't know what's happened. Now I've become jaded, a jaded old man. Now you're dead to me. You're dead to me, right? And so I have to take extra effort to make myself pray for good for other people for whom they've done, in my world, all kinds of messes. But then, once again, bring it closest to home. What is the condition of your heart today? What is the condition of your heart in your relationship with Allah today? How much trust do you have in Allah today? That he is there. That he is listening to you when you are speaking to him in need. That he is there, that he is listening to you, that he is answering, that he is answering to your satisfaction. That is also your choice. It is your choice to decide whether Allah Ta'ala is absent. It is your choice to decide whether or not he's present. It is your choice to decide, is he one who is merciful upon you? It is your choice to decide if he is a punisher. And this is just like how your neural pathways work. If you keep thinking one particular way, that's what will get set into your mind. If you keep thinking of Allah as merciful, truly in your heart, if you keep thinking of Allah as merciful, over and over again, this is one of the functions of adhkar, of dhikr, of saying, Ya Rahim, Ya Rahim, Ya Rahim. Then that becomes your neural pathway, and that becomes your default in how you look at Allah. I'll tell you a short story from two days ago. No, yesterday. So I was leaving campus early because I had to go to appointments off campus. And as some of you know, I drive a hybrid because I'm a nerdy professor. And what I discovered last semester is that I can go for a day without any gas in my car. All battery. I can go for longer than a day without filling it up. And when you're the laziest man on the planet, that's one of the greatest experiences you can have. And I found out as I was driving down Lakeshore Drive, uh, during the, uh, along the S-curve, if you know where that is, one of the most dangerous parts in all of Chicago, I ran out of gas and my battery died. And so I had to get out of my car as cars are flying by and push my car down Lakeshore Drive until I could get to a place right in front of Grant Park and then call people who could bring me some gas. Never in my life have I run out of gas. I've had every type of car experience, breaking down in the middle of the Dan Ryan, breaking down in a sketchy neighborhood, everything. You know, my bike tire getting flat and watching my mom drive by, right? Everything. (laughs) And so now I had to get through this period. And while I'm sitting there in my car trying to figure out what to do, trying to figure out how to get some gas, call whoever it is that can bring me some gas, I'm looking at all the cars behind me that are driving at full speed, and then apparently the driver notices that I'm not moving, and then the driver stops or pulls to to the next lane. And think about this. Any one of us, which is probably almost everyone in this room, if you text and drive, I am thinking to myself, if one of those people is texting right now, then I'm doomed. But on the other hand, this also was a moment for me to embrace things that I have no power over. 
If there is someone in the car racing to my rear, and if that person is not paying attention, that was Allah's will. That's something I have no power over. It's my fault that I'm out of gas. Purely my fault. But, and so it's my fault that I'm in that predicament. But that could have happened. Thankfully, obviously I'm standing here, that did not happen. But what that allowed me to do, that reflection, what that allowed me to do was to let go of things that I have no power over. If it's time for me to go, it's time for me to go. If it's time for me to get injured, it's going to happen. Which then means all I have in that moment is dua to Allah. So when I'm saying, what is the condition of your dua? I'm saying, you choose if you want to believe that Allah Ta'ala is answering to your satisfaction. And so yeah, I called some people, someone said they had a gallon of gas, and I said, bring it. And I waited nearly an hour, and every time a car was speeding towards me, I just took a deep breath and said, Alhamdulillah, ala kulli, praise and gratitude be to Allah over all. Over and over and over again. Finally, this person came with gas, car started, left, and then I headed to my appointment. And of course, because I'm the master of procrastination, you would think that I would have immediately gone to get to fill up my tank. No, I kept driving. And I'm sitting in rush hour, and I'm watching the little battery thing. My car, gas tank is just blinking as though I still have no gas. And I'm watching my battery power go up, and then it starts going down. And then I decide, okay, I better pull over and find a gas station. And that's when I realize, well, I still procrastinate more than I thought I did. Now, what am I saying, my beloved brothers and sisters? When you think of Allah as Ar-Rahman, the one who gives you mercy, we're not saying you're not going to be hit with the test. The sad part is, even though yesterday it was my car, the day before I got hit with another bizarro test, the day before that another bizarro test, the day before that another bizarro test. What you're seeing is that when you get hit, subhanAllah, it could have been so much worse. Then you are understanding Allah as Ar-Rahman. Because it's a guarantee you're going to be hit, but you're reminding yourself, subhanAllah, it could have been so much worse. It was nothing but my own mistakes. And at the end of the day, it was a uh, 90-minute nuisance. But it also gave me material profit. So what I'm saying, my beloved brothers and sisters, is really consciously think about what you think about Allah. When you're making your dua at the end of your prayer, think about what you are thinking about when you think of Allah. So now, let us take a moment and ask Allah Ta'ala for forgiveness. We express our praise and gratitude to Allah Ta'ala and we seek blessings upon the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. So once again, that same reminder that I give almost every single week, but at the very beginning of every single semester, is for you and I to take a look at ourselves and then look towards the end of the semester. Where do you want to be in May? Where do you want to be in the condition of your prayers in May? MashaAllah, every single one of you is here, and Allah Ta'ala will not reduce any of the reward for you coming here. 
and inshallah in some form there may be benefit in dunya for the fact that you're here and then think about the condition of your prayers wherever whatever level you're at some of us in this room you make all five rock solid you have place for improvement some of us in this room this might be your only prayer of the week and it's a struggle just to make it here and that's where you begin and so figure out where you want to be realistically by the time you get to may that is in your control And I'll tell you, the big picture, easier said than done. It is, and I've said this before, it is easier to be someone who makes all five of your fard prayers, as well as the sunnah and the nuffle, than it is to keep trying to make one per day. But sometimes you need to start making one per day just to at least get into that habit. Or maybe that's even too hard, then you just start making sajda. Make sajda at the different prayer times. Start somewhere, but even better than that, come to the office and we'll figure out a plan. Obviously, uh, one of the points that I tell you all these stories about myself is to show you that I have no place to pass judgment on each and every one of you, especially because there's one who judges both of us. And so the point is, make it your goal, in addition to your academics, to be the best person you can be in your character, in your iman. And of course, your academics, once again, please, please, please do that with integrity. Because so many students are now calling me saying that they're sorry that they cheated because they cheated themselves out of getting those study skills they needed for med school. So with that, I remind you of someone who suffered more than all of us, and that is the Prophet. Inna Allah wa malaikatahu saluna ala nabi ya ayyuhalladhina amanu sallu alayhi. Allahumma salli ala Muhammad wa ala alihi wa ashabihi wa barik sallim Allahumma salli ala Muhammad wa ala alihi wa ashabihi wa barik sallim Allahumma salli ala Muhammad wa ala alihi wa ashabihi wa barik sallim O Allah, we call upon you with all of your names to shower your blessings upon the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and upon his family and upon his companions and extend the blessings and peace upon them all Rabbana atina fid dunya hasana وَفِي الْآخِرَةِ حَسَنَةِ وَقِنَا أَذَابَ النَّارِ Our Lord, our cherisher, our sustainer, grant us the best of this life and the best of the hereafter and protect us from the fire. And Ya Rabb, please do the same for those with whom we have enmity. Grant them the best of this life and the best of the hereafter and protect them, protect them from the fire. Subhana rabbika rabbil izzati amma yasifoon. Wassalamun ala al-mursaleen. Walhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. Qim as-salah.